listening to What the Truck. Hey everybody, welcome to What the Truck on this beautiful Friday afternoon. I am the dude and he's Dooner. How you doing today, Dooner? I'm doing good, man. We have uh, we have half our lot of time today, so we got to drop an EP. You know, we got an LP worth of uh, songs here. We're going to drop it in the EP. <laughs> I'm looking at you, though. I've been watching this viral video, and it's got stuck in my head. It's the one where, where everything people cut is made out of cake. Have you seen that one yet? I, yeah, I have seen it, and, it, and they're amazing talents. These are obviously the people that tried out for, like, Nailed It or Failed It. Have you ever seen that show, Nailed It or Failed It, where it, they take, like, the worst bakers on the planet and have them compete to make these incredible uh, incredible uh, cakes and so on? Oh, dude, These I, people are good. I used to work at Baskin Robbins when I was, like, 16 years old for a few months, and I couldn't even write a name on a cake. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm watching these videos, though, and, it, it, you know, there's like a nightmarish quality, like a bar, body horror quality to everything just being made out of cake. And it made me wonder, what if Al Freight was made out of cake, Michael Vincent? How would that change the world? If Al Freight were cake? Uh, well, first off, the first thing I can think of is we need a lot more reefer units running around these days. And secondly, I, I mean, what, you know, we have like the fondant reject index. Yes. Or, or you know, the buttercream, the buttercream volume index. I guess we'd have to do that, and, and and we'd have to probably give up our slot for nailed it or failed it here on Freightways TV, right? I haven't even seen that one, but it sounds like the dark chocolateest of timelines. And one mouthwatering <laughs> sonar index. Maybe that'll be in sonar 7.0. Check out the debut of that on uh, July 21st on Tuesday. A few people yeah, in the comments. Absolutely. It's uh, Adam Robinson. Did you get a DSLR up in there? No, I did not. But maybe I look sharper than usual. Hope White says, uh, hey, Dooner. And Emily Zink says, you're obsessed with that cake video. Uh, yeah, I mean, who couldn't be? It's obsessive. It reminds me of Trolls 2. Not to be confused with Trolls World Tour. But we got a short show, so let's tip the band. Connect to win with Redwood Connect, supply chain integration platform from Redwood Logistics that connects every last part of your supply chain turning the logistics maze into a freeway it connects your disparate hard to manage silos using a drag and drop platform that's so easy it feels like bing bing magic learn more about <laughs> redwood connect at redwoodlogistics.com we're going to talk to eric rampel today who set the groundwork for what redwood connect is very exciting story behind that we'll get to that after awesome. we cover little freight volumes in a truncated headlines Here's some good news. Freight volumes are cake, baby. Carriers are in a very strong pricing position. But how long will it last? Right? If freight were cake, we'd have plenty to eat. We're exceeding expectations and even the three-month outlook of the DHL Supply Chain Pricing Power Index. In only one week, we've exceeded that three-month outlook. Fascinating stuff. This month, this week's DHL Supply Chain Index is at 65, favoring the carriers, with an outlook of 60, which is what it was that last week, where we were at 55. They were looking at 60. We already jumped over that. Carriers are now in the strongest pricing position in the 10-month history of the index. Seems unbelievable. Carriers and rejecting loads are at an extremely high rate, and volumes are still highly elevated. Tell us about it, Vincent. They, they are. They actually are. And as expected, you know, freight volumes came out of Independence Day, 4th of July holiday uh, holiday disruption, uh, and they came out roaring, right? And they currently sit uh, today at 12,591, actually. They did take a small, uh, slight uh, downtick a, a day or two ago, very slight, and have rebounded really nicely. And now they sit 20% uh, over the OTVI or up on tender volumes, sit uh, almost 20% over year over year. Uh, and there's very little evidence, at least 
leads us to believe here at Freight Waves that volumes will be uh, fall off significantly in the coming weeks. Uh, the threat of lockdowns created by uh, that created a panic buying situation in March. Then freight volumes plummeted because the majority of businesses were closed. Uh, now regions are are going back into lockdown a little bit, but restrictions are much less severe, and people are just. Uh, the economy is just roaring right now, man. It, it, you're seeing some improvement in imports, uh, the production numbers, ISM, L, L, LMI, uh, the Fed numbers are looking good right now that came out for last month's sentiment, I guess it is. So uh, there's no reason to believe that uh, we're going to go down. The, yeah, the outbound tender reject index is exhibiting that stickiness that you like to see, which is why we have a, an outlook that that is favorable, looking favorable to carry us through the summer here. I think the OTRI right now, it's sitting at 16.72% and trending upwards. Rob Boosie has a good one in the comments. He says, uh, what's up, guys? You can have your freight and eat it, too. Damn, I should have ah, called there you That's go. what I should have nice. called this episode. I'm renaming it. Production in the back, rename this Sounds episode. Sounds like the title of a good song, bro. And, a, and a good that. episode of What the Truck. I am going to rename this thing. You bet your bottom You dog. need to write that one down as a quote for, uh, for, for uh, What the Truck. Oh, and you Emily's, have your freight needed to. Emily Zink says, cool, the Lego group plug. This is, uh, you know, there might be a conference that is going to make that relevant here at Freight Waves in a few months. So pay attention. Pay attention to what's coming down the pipeline. We've hinted at it before, <laughs> haven't we, Michael Vincent? Yeah, we have. We have. You better. T- you better. You better. It's going to be out of this world. All right. Five, count of five. Five, two minutes. All right, and now we are calling up Eric Rimpel, Chief Innovation Officer for Redwood Logistics. Excited to catch up with him. Hey, Eric, it's Dooner and the Dude on What the Truck. Thank you very much for answering the bell. Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing great, man. What's uh, what's up and what's good over at Redwood Logistics today? Oh, man, uh, things are good. You know, there's a lot going on uh, around, our, uh, around our business. You know, digital freight brokerage is gaining momentum, and uh, we're getting more and more recognition from our clients and our Flexible freight management solutions, and as you might have seen from uh, the press release this week, our flagship integration product, Redwood Connect, is making a real difference. Uh, it's delivering innovative and cost-effective solutions for our customers to integrate their entire supply chain stack. Yeah, that's that is awesome stuff. I did catch that, Eric. And so uh, we saw the the Taylor Farms announcement announcement earlier this week. Can you tell us more about that? What's the pain point uh, in the market that you know Red uh, Redwood Connect really addresses? What what is what is the pain point there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, with uh, with over 300 TMS integrations under our belt, we've seen it all. Uh, we've connected just about every enterprise system to Mercury Gate and Oracle Transportation Management. And we've seen the same scenario play out over and over again, which is systems don't talk to each other. Uh, deadlines get stretched thin due to competing IT priorities and integration costs spiral out of control. And then when a solution is finally in place and goes live, it's really etched in stone. And so good luck weaving in new innovative technologies later or even requesting any basic changes after go live. It's just risky and too complex. Hey, Eric, you know what? You have a really cool background. You in 2009, right? You founded 3PL Logic. And if I'm not mistaken, that is the backbone behind Redwood Connect SM, correct? It is. uh, We we. Created 3P Logic, which became Redwood Supply Chain Solutions, really as a foundation to solve the problem of how our customers connect. Um, and we were offering those TMS solutions and managed freight services. And that growth really ended up being that foundation for why we ended up reimagining how we look at supply chain connectivity and building the platform. That's excellent stuff. You know, Eric, uh, I used to do a, a bit of work, quite a bit of work with uh, 3P Logic in a, in a former life. It was a while ago. It was probably around 2009, maybe 2008, 2009, 2010, right in that area. But since then, really, how have you been really working to grow the technology footprint within the, within the industry since then? 
Yeah, you know, it's it's a great question. And, you know, that business grew a ton. And now, you know, Redwood Connect is growing with Redwood itself. So, you know, we've invested more and more in Redwood Connect and in the past year, more than ever before, because uh, we really believe that there's an opportunity for this tool to become the de facto integration tool. Uh, it's cost effective, it's secure, it deploys instantly, uh, and it scales with our customers. And what that really means in terms of value is um, there's a huge jump in the spectrum of small and mid-sized businesses that now have access to these enterprise-level tools that we've created to weave their supply chain ecosystem together. And for the businesses that do have, uh, you know, connect and already have a healthy digital infrastructure spend, they can start allocating that money to other more profitable parts of their business. So, you know, the impact from this is being felt everywhere. Hey, Eric, there's been a lot of hype around uh, DFBs, digital freight brokerages. It's one of those things that it said so often, sometimes the meaning gets lost in the term. Uh, what is Redwood's unique approach to digital freight brokerage? Yeah, it's a hot term, right? So uh, as of late, there's uh, there's a massive and rapid push to develop and offer digital freight services, right? And the thing is, at Redwood, we've had digital freight brokerage technology for years. Uh, we've not only continued to develop and expand our capabilities, but with some recent acquisitions, we've actually leapfrogged some of our own internal DFD roadmaps. Uh, and so now with Digital Freight Brokerage and Redwood Connect together, right, they're major investment area, uh, a major focus area of investment for us uh, for a few reasons. First, um, they help us operate more efficiently as a business, as well as provide better services to our customers and our carriers. And, and second, delivering digital freight brokerage services via Redwood Connect allows us to bring more powerful and new capabilities to our customers more easily than ever. And lastly, when our customers need help bridging that digital divide to actually take advantage of those services, Redwood Platform Services is our professional services group, uh, and they can do the heavy lifting so our customers' IT departments don't have to. Uh, and so with that drag and drop interface and connecting our customers to that huge ecosystem, they connect to carriers faster in a more cost effective way. And from rating to tendering to tracking and even back office automation, uh, our customers are doing more and more through our DFB offering and managed transportation services. Excellent. So, Eric, we're uh, as we come out of this uh, pandemic and we, we see the economic restart and the, and the growth here, uh, what do you think is in store for for Redwood and really the industry? Yeah, it's another awesome question. You know, I think that no matter the topic, um, we've all learned a lot by uh, having our perspective shifted overnight, right? Which in the long run, uh, I believe only makes us stronger. Uh, and from a supply chain point of view, Redwood has only solidified its view of the future of the industry and that it depends on automation, connectivity, and really good people. And so we're positioning the company to really accelerate into the recovery. Um, we've not dramatically reduced staff or pulled back on on investment technology, you know, rather we've used this time to launch and uh, the latest version of the platform, build a stronger team, continue to expand. And with Redwood Connect as a cornerstone of our supply chain strategy, launching more digital freight brokerage services and continuing to expand our $3 billion plus ecosystem is the goal. So we're aggressively investing for the future. We're ready for a recovery. Wow. Excellent stuff. Eric, where do they go next? Redwood, redwoodlogistics.com, Redwood to check out Redwood Connect. Yep, absolutely. Redwoodlogistics.com, and uh, you can learn everything uh, over there. Eric, thank you so much. Thanks for sponsoring the show this month, and thank you for your insights on Redwood Connect, especially hearing it from the guy who set the groundwork forward with that 3PL logic. Excellent stuff. Right on, thank you, my Eric. pleasure. Hey, we appreciate Take it. Easy. Take care. Wow. Uh, exciting stuff. You know, I, I wish we had, I wish this wasn't a shortened show. We had some more insight to just sort of jump in the growth and the evolution of the platform, especially being that he's the architect of it, Michael Vincent. Yeah, absolutely. A ton more questions, a lot to unpack there. Really interesting stuff. Who are we calling up now? 
Oh, we're going to call up, uh, who are we calling? Curtis Garrett, VP of Pricing and Carrier Relations at Recon Logistics. And I believe he's got a, uh, we got to play it forward with him, do we not? We do. Super excited about that. I recognize that. Hello. What's up, Curtis Garrett? You are on What the Truck with Dooner and the Doo. We were doing a little... Play it forward intro for you. Where are you dialing in from? I'm actually in central North Carolina, hot and muggy. Nice. Yeah, same here in Chattanooga. Heat index super high. Even though temperatures aren't high, that heat index is what gets you in the self. Isn't it, Michael Vincent? <laughs> uh, it certainly does. Absolutely gets me every time. <laughs> hey, before we get to business, before we get to this, is a play it forward segment. For people not familiar, play it forward is a segment where people in supply chain, including you, in the comments right now. By the way, if you're in the comments, play an instrument, leave a comment there. We'll get you on a show. Also, let us know where you're watching in from. Always curious about that. But play it forward is we let people uh, from supply chain exhibit their unique talents wielding an axe or a drum or a harmonica or even a cowbell. We have a, we have a song that uh, I believe you wrote an original, right? Tell us a little bit about what I'm about to play. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, I'm happy to be on here. You guys do a heck of a job uh, every week. So definitely a listener. Um, lots of fun to be had on this show. Um, yeah, I, I actually had plan A, which was uh, playing, playing, some, playing a drum solo. I'm a little more familiar with that. And some circumstances had me uh, revert to plan B, which was picking up the acoustic and uh, writing a little freight jingle, call it the Ode to Freight. Just kind of, I guess, what was on my mind and, and you know, had, had try to have fun with it, put myself out there. All right. Um, I'll so, yeah. l- let me hit play. I'll, I'll play if I'll let, let's, we'll listen up. All right. No more is cover the floor and shut the door. Gotta get the drivers low, get them on the road. Gonna have some bumps, gonna pay some loss sometimes. Those rates don't match, and that weight ain't right. But in the end, we are doing it fine. We're showing up each day, giving all our time. Doesn't matter the mode, we will optimize. Give me some LTL or the truckload open skies. From driver to broker to grand list. From the boss to the sales rep, nothing's better than the freight assist. You see your bill and it says reway. Just gotta be fair, make sure everyone gets paid. Gonna get some bumps, gonna take some lumps sometimes. Those rates don't match, and that weight ain't right. But in the end, we are doing it fine. Oh, nice, nice. I I know there was a longer <laughs> version. We tried. You filmed yourself. You you said you saw that music video we played last week with the Skinwalker in it. And you're like, oh man, I got to step up my game. And you tried very hard. You tried to do several different methods of this recording. One with Lance Healy, Michael Vincent, the King of the Mouth Harp. Yeah, yeah, right. So, how do you know, Lance? I, I heard you were going to get have him lay down some harmonica with you there. And I guess that didn't work out. But uh, it, Curtis, it you know, you it. said putting yourself out there, and that's exactly what it takes to to do that type of stuff is putting yourself out there, and just much like in business, right? You've really got to do all in. You can't like halfway play the guitar and sing a tune, right? <laughs> that's right. You got you got to just have fun, and you know, some people like it, some people won't, uh, but. 
clear, clear, obviously why I still have a day job. Hey, Curtis, speaking of day jobs, we should probably ask one business related question, especially since it's on the title cover. How have pricing negotiations changed from the start of the pandemic until now? I know that's a little bit of your bread and butter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so obviously it's been all over the map. Uh, you know, a lot, a large part of this has just been a lot of LTL carriers figuring out how, you know, what their strategies are, how to deal with it, how to manage their labor. Um, uh, it's been interesting though. It's definitely, from my perspective, it's definitely not just a repeat of 09. Um, it's, you know, there's a lot more technology and tools at everybody's fingertips now. And, uh, I'd, I'd say fewer broad strokes there, you know, there's a lot more, uh, surgical, uh, you know, uh, just surgical approaches being, being taken. So examples are, you've got the API volume rating that most carriers, uh, offer, um, you've got a lot of the, the carriers coming out with the dynamic pricing and discounts and lane specials. So it's been interesting. It's, it's, I guess from a macro perspective, I would say, you know, capacity did loosen up there, uh, early to mid April for sure. And then things have been tightening up again overall, I would say pretty quickly, but you know, during that time, it yeah. was loose, uh, carriers were still, they were still referring to their dimensioners and, and density records. And they, you know, they still didn't want the long, the long ugly freight on the trailers. And yeah, it was kind I of remember a those days, Curtis, right? It, 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 pricing and so on, like you said, the dynamic uh, pricing that people are coming up with now and using is, is amazing ba- way back in the day. And I won't go back how many years ago it was, but it was, it was a couple decades longer than a few decades or a couple decades when I was in LTL. But what right now, what, what guidance would you give the carriers and shippers looking to, or they're looking to negotiate uh, rates? Yeah. I mean, it all starts with a, a good, clean data set. For sure, um, you know it's something at, at Recon that we we approach it that way. Is is you can't get good pricing without good representative data of your of your freight. So is now a good time, or is any time if you have good data a, a good time? Is that what you're saying? Oh, to go to the market. I mean, any time is a good time, really. Um, I mean, that's the last thing carriers want to hear is get flooded with RFPs, but. No, I mean, if you have a good data set and you're not, you're not happy with, you know, the service and or pricing on, on your lane profile, then yeah, go out to the market. Um, but it's, it's changed. It, it just, I hate to go back to the buzzword, but buzzword, but it is so dynamic now. Um, you know, there's, I, I think along with the more strategic pricing that carriers offer, they're also learning more about themselves and finding needs that maybe they didn't know they had. Awesome. For, for certain types of freight, you know, in certain lanes. So, hey, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. Hey, Curtis, uh, and I apologize, this is a bit of a truncated episode, but uh, and we'll have to talk to you a lot more about pricing, go deeper moving forward in the future. But in the meantime, where do people go to learn more about Recon? ReconLogistics.com uh, is, is the best place. Go there. Several of us are on LinkedIn. You can reach out to us directly. Um, but, yeah, we're, uh, we're rocking and rolling. We'd, we'd love to talk to you. Good stuff. Thank you very much, man. Take it easy, and thank you for playing it forward on What the Truck. Well, exciting, Thanks, man. Curtis. All right, we got one more guest. We're going to talk to Julie Johnson, and um, Julie Johnson, and I believe we have one other, a late addition from the company. Their, their CEO will also be joining us. It's Julie Johnson and Tim, Re- Tim Reeser. I should be able to say my own name, shouldn't I? Tim All Reeser, right. CEO, Enterprise Business Development, Lightning Systems in San Francisco, California. 
Let's dial Julie up right now on the phone. Find out what they're doing with Electrified Drugs, a space we've been covering quite a bit on the show. Yeah, we, we have been. Big movement there. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, they just put out a brand new Ford, too, and they've opened a large new location in, uh, I believe, Loveland, Colorado, of all places. Uh, hi, Julie and, uh-huh. uh, and Tim Reeser. Are, are you both on the line? We are. This is yes, it. indeed. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us so much on the show. I know this is a quick rapid fire interview, but you'd reached out in the comments, Julie. And I was like, you know what? You got to tell us a little bit about what you have going on. I know that lightning systems designs, manufactures, zero emission, all electric powertrains for commercial vehicles. But you sent us a video. You opened a brand new facility. Julie Johnson, by the way, I have a note on you. You are you went to the University of Delaware. You're a former fighting blue hen. You know, the original, <laughs> the original class of 10 students there, Michael Vincent, included George Reed, Thomas McKean, and James Smith, all three of whom went on to sign the Declaration of Independence. Talk about some alumni. Yeah, there wow. you go. Wow, I love it. <laughs> all right, so we have, a, we have a video of this facility, so we'll play the video, and while it's playing, uh, tell us what's going on. What are we seeing? So, so this, this is Tim, and one of the things you're going to see a lot is uh, you see what is today the, by production ability, the largest running commercial electric vehicle factory in the United States. And so a lot of people think about cars and passenger cars and a lot of, obviously you guys have covered a lot of things. And last week uh, I got to hear, um, highly and others. And so I think it's important to, to look at the whole breadth of vehicles that are out there. And so w- what you see us building in that factory is the, the medium duty space. So you talk to Highland who builds the, the, the big trucks and obviously Nicole also building the, 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 the tractors that people think about. But underneath there, there are uh, hundreds of thousands a year and in fact, millions of vehicles a year in the United States sold in what are called either vocational trucks. So when you think about a vocation, an ambulance, a fire truck, a SWAT vehicle, a, a, uh, any kind of these vocations, and all of them are a little different and a little custom. And then you think about the passenger side, the variety of of uh, fleet buses where you, you have an E-450 shuttle for an airport or, or an E-450 shuttle that might be used for executive travel or taking or, or a big motor coach that is taking uh, Facebook employees from campus to campus or, or other employees around the campus or to bus stops. So we specialize in those specialized vehicles um, that are different than, than what you've seen. And there's, there's a lot of them and the opportunity to make an impact in uh, the environment and sustainability is tremendous because those vehicles create a lot of air quality problems and a lot of noise. Um, The second thing we have an opportunity to do is to change the passenger experience and the driver experience. These electric trucks are much, much quieter inside and outside. If you're a passenger on the way to the airport, you can listen to your phone, you can listen to your music and actually hear it. You can talk on the phone, you can read emails because it's it's much smoother, single speed transmission like people are used to in an electric vehicle. So all the benefits all the way around of a much better vehicle. And then when you step back and say, hey, here, we're taking it, for example, that shuttle bus uh, typically gets about four to five miles per gallon and spews out black smoke out of the back of it while it takes you from an airport parking lot into the airport. Um, our vehicles have absolutely no pollution under that awning, absolutely no smoke, no air quality issue, but they're also getting about 30 miles per gallon instead of four miles per gallon. So dramatic improvement in efficiency, driver, passenger, and that's what you see us making in that production facility and scaling up. Uh, that's, you know, single shift now making 500 a year. Uh, we expect to be uh, a little over a thousand a year in the next uh, 14, 16 months. So fast scale up, exciting times to be in, in what is both a great product and changing the world from an environmental and sustainability as well. 
Wow. Two two quick questions before we let you go. As I mentioned, a short nap, so we do have to close that uh, in just a bit here. But what was that dog's name and where do people go to reach out to learn more? There was a, there's a beautiful yellow lab in that video. <laughs> he is the yellow lab. We just call him Charlie's dog. But <laughs> he is the, uh, the, the, the welder brings him in for all of us. And, and he's, he's a great animal. I love that dog. And, and certainly we love it. So um, cer- certainly our website gives a lot of information about what we're doing and how we're, you know, how we're doing it. And, and happy to, to engage with anybody who's interested in learning more. Awesome stuff. So yep. is that lightningsystems.com? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yep, lightning systems with an S. Yep. L-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-G systems.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for letting Thanks. us learn a little bit about your company today. We, re- we really appreciate it. Thank you, Dana. Thank, you, so thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks, guys. Wow. Exciting. So much movement in that space right now, Michael Vincent. Um, it, it, it isn't like I went out and we, we decided to target all these electric companies. It just happens to be all of this is going on in the news at the moment. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and and the thing that strikes me too, as well, Dooner, is is as we dig into this and we hear from more and more of these, just how long this has actually been going on. Yeah, no, right? no, and that's what happens. You have all that technology, so you get the big. It's almost like what happened with blockchain. Like you hear about the technology, it gets a lot of ink, and then everyone goes to work on it. But then you get like the snarky press, like people at a certain paywall, ocean maritime focused um, journalistic sites saying, you know, they always have this cynical outlook on technology. But a lot of these things are being developed under the scenes. It's like a duck, you know, legs are moving underwater. Yeah, the moon. <laughs> it's, it's happening already. It's not like electric later. No, they're already they're already moving you right now. Let's do some bad news, good news. Okay. Uh, the bad news and good news. Boom. All right. Boom. This yeah. is this is good news. Iowa Truck Stop announces Pet Truck Beauty Contest winner from their first ever we're moving their events virtual, including us including them, the Virtual Truckers Jamboree winner. The dog was a dog named Reno. It's a Shih Tzu. I think we have a video of him doing. He won Best Trick, owned by John Jakes of Nanticoke, Pennsylvania. The bad news wow. is, the bad news is, Michael Vincent, you didn't win. You didn't win Best Trick. <laughs> I didn't know. You know, I was, I, I submitted the wrong video, apparently, my apparently. friends. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. The dog's like, bad news. The dog's like that, going for the treat. <laughs> I, I can I can do that, but I can't stand up and do it at the same time like that dog can. That's the difficult part. That's the very difficult part. Hey, uh, Dooner, in bad news earlier this week, a truck driver and his pet dog were found dead inside a hot truck at a truck stop in Barstow, California. According to law enforcement, investigators believe the dog uh, had succumbed to heat exhaustion after the truck ran out of fuel with its own, with its windows up. Um Really don't have any good news on this other than it doesn't happen to you if you just stay aware, uh, uh, Dooner. I don't know if you understand this, but it's really getting hot out there if you haven't noticed. And uh, semi or four uh, wheelers, uh, treat yourself and your pets and your kids right by knowing how hot it gets, Dooner. In 10 minutes, when it's 75 outside, it'll climb to 95 degrees inside your vehicle. Yeah. When it's 90 degrees outside in 10 minutes, it's 124 degrees inside uh, uh, your vehicle so uh, the good news is this does not happen have to happen to you if you just pay attention be safe and just don't risk it dooner well dude most of us know too that you know if you sit in your own car you just turn the ac off for a second you get in before you turn it gets hot as hell really really quick be careful don't leave oh, yeah. your kids don't leave your pets uh you know i'm all for people i don't know i don't want to advocate smashing windows but if you see a pet in a car with no window down i don't know at least inform the authorities there's no or a kid or 
or a passed out passenger. Be safe out there. We got radio on the weekend. We got radio on the weekend, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Channel 146. You can find this show on your fair podcast player. Look up What the Truck or on Freightcast. Get every single Freightways podcast. We just uploaded episode 500 to that freight that Freightcast master feed. Upload the first podcast there in uh, October 27th of last year. Yeah, and I think this is episode 198 of this. You can find him, Michael Vincent, on LinkedIn. Carry the conversation on. Continue the conversation with me on LinkedIn. Timothy Dooner, D-O-O-N-E-R, or on Twitter, at Timothy Dooner. Um, 3PL Summit also coming up. We'll be back. What the Truck at noon Eastern time on Monday. Coming at you. And then Monday, July, Monday. And then July 21st. It all goes down on Tuesday to 3PL Summit, where we have not one, but two What the Trucks. We got to put that coffee down. We got Sonar 7.0. We've got so much stuff going on. Michael Vincent, it's all made out of cake. It's all made out of cake. I think he's ate too much cake. You got a sugar rush going on, bro. <laughs> and we'll be on the live deck, bro. The live the, the live stage, the live yeah. show. The live the deck. deck the, desk. the front deck, the top deck. Hey, peace and love There's to everybody that. out there. Thank you for joining us today on What the Truck, where we can do our top pet tricks just like every other Shisu out there. Peace and love, everybody. Peace and love. <laughs>